Hello, welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Tunnigan. We are continuing our fun journey of our preemptive, you know, look forward to of the Mario movie by doing Mario March, you know, and going through all kinds of stuff. And we thought that, you know, it'd be kind of a fun thing that would be different, like you don't really think of. But it's one of those things that brings back nostalgic do- joy slash seeing, you know, commercials from other places is uh, really taking a look at all those Mario commercials from literally the 80s, 90s and early 2000s and kind of going back and watching through those, which it's some, it's a process that I learned in doing so. You could literally spend like over a day and you still might not even catch up on all of them. Well, it's one of those things at first, when you first pitched that idea, I was like, I don't know. I think it's more like, I think it'd be more interesting if we covered like, you know, a weird manga or, or oddball game or something. But I was thinking about it like, actually, he's right, because you can kind of get a view at this franchise developing like just through a couple of like, you know, well, not a couple, a lot, but like through a bunch of 30 second, like 30 second ads that span all over the world and you kind of see each country's approach. And I'm not going to lie. I'm mostly focused on America and a little bit of Japan. And then I looked into other countries, but it's kind of interesting just seeing the way each country or the way each generation, they try to perceive this character and franchise. Oh yeah. I know that that's the thing. That's almost the most interesting thing about it. That's why I said, I feel like even though like, you know, we kind of almost just scratched the surface at looking through these, you know, kind of reminding ourselves of the ones that we watched, you know, growing up and then seeing some of the overseas ones and so on. And, I, you know, as time has gone on, I've, I've sat down and watched these kind of like commercials here and there where someone on YouTube puts together a nice playlist of stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's just kind of going back and it's just it's so fun to check it out in just the different ways, you know, um, like it, one of the interesting ones is with Japan they do a lot of cool claymation commercials, I noticed. And that goes, you know, literally from like 80s all the way up to 2000s. So they'll have a cool claymation one in there, you know. And ones like the Super Mario RPG one's a good example of that. But even a Super Mario World had one. And just, you know, cool, you know, that kind of stuff that you never see anymore. Well, it's interesting because it looks like Japan always maybe all their ads were like in-house maybe that within nintendo of japan had its own marketing team or something like that and they were all in-house possibly because they seem like very true to whatever mario is where america kind of changes and goes through phases with their marketing throughout the years you know what i mean like it always just seems like this is Mario. Here's the sound effects. Here's the music. And then I think eventually they did reach a point where Mario of America, it's like, we don't need to try to be edgy. We don't need to try to be like, you know, like, you know, attitude error or any of that kind of shit. We can just, people know what Mario is by now. He's the Mickey Mouse of games. We don't got to put that. We don't got to put that. Maybe you could sell a funny ad here and there, but I think they kind of, they held back on that as it went on. Yeah, it's funny, though, how long the Attitude Era really goes on for, because I was noticing it like it almost appears right with Mario World, and it literally goes all the way up to like mid-2000s, you know, like that's like that Attitude Era, like I kind of forgot, because it's like I remember some of those commercials for like literally like late GameCube, even early Wii, and those ones still carry the Attitude Era, like in a sense, it's a little bit different, but there's, you know, a perfect example is like the Game Boy Advance ones, there's one where it's uh, for Super Mario World 2, 
you know, Yoshi's Island. And there's this one commercial where this mom and her like daughter come up to the street and then Yoshi's just stand there like in like a, you know, like a costume kind of suit. Like if you're in a theme park and the little girl's like, wow, he's really cute. And the mom like clicks the, the little, um, uh, alarm lock on the car and it goes, boop, boop. and then Yoshi goes, Wah! and throws an egg at it and just explodes the car. <laughs> and then the mom just stand there like, Oh, what? And then the commercial fight goes like, I was like, it's Yoshi's world on Game Boy Advance. He's got precision aiming. <laughs> no, like almost like something like, so don't piss him off. That sounds like a, that almost sounds more like an ad that would have came out like in 95 or something. Cause that's when like the mascot costumes were really big just to throw in there. Like, ah, oh, you get it, whatever. You think we're gonna actually put money into the costume or CG the shit? Fuck that. But then there's like the ones like, I mean, there's like the very, I think the first one or one of the most weirdest ones I came across is back before they had the NES back when they had like Atari ports for like Mario Brothers. So you had like, who I thought first was to be Mario, but that's supposed to be a Luigi and they got like some dopey song like, oh, where is Mario? You know, like Luigi's like stammering around like, you know, this, this like, um, this, this, um, sewer and he's getting attacked by you know koopa troopas and like crabs and stuff it almost ends with him implying he dies so <laughs> but it was actually had pretty good production quality for what it was it, well those are always the really interesting ones because all i think about is when you see like those 80s commercials and so on like that i mean that's literally probably somebody like in their 40s and 50s from that time period is going like okay we got to figure out what this is. Like you just like when you think about that, it's like literally picture like your grandpa trying to put piece together a commercial at that time period. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing that's interesting because that's what a lot of the Americans ones were. They were like, all right, how are we going to make this shit speak to the kids? It's like a, an Italian guy and he's in a mushroom world or some shit. I don't fucking know. And Japan's like, I oh, just throw it out there. We, we get the kids. We get the generation. We know what we know what they want. You know, in America, it kind of starts off kind of apprehensive. Well, it's a kid's thing. So I guess we should approach it like a kid's thing. And then it's like the kids are getting a little older. They're getting a little bit more aware. So it seems to be kind of like the first couple, like up to Mario World. Like, you know, it's all like, you know you know, fun and games and all like, it's a toy kids. Come on. Then the super Nintendo comes out and there's the ad, like get ready for super for the super Nintendo. It's like an industrial building. <laughs> and then a couple of like, you know, kids that like, they look like live action versions. The Burger King kids come in, you know, and they're just like all these TVs. Whoa, what? They're in, like those MTV, like Dutch angle zoom ins and all yep. that kind of shit. And then like, like, whoa, you know, doing that shit, playing the game. Like, Mario, Mario World, one of the hardest games yet. So challenging, so tough. You need Super Nintendo power for the, you know, and then like, so then it starts off going, okay, okay, it's a little bit more like, it's being a little bit more like kind of edgy, but not like that much. But then you get to Nintendo 64, and that's where it goes like, okay, the kid just got his first, um, his first like part time job, and he thinks he knows how the world works now. <laughs> And now we're going to have like some kind of a bunch of kids monologuing over Mario 64 footage. Like we will not be controlled. We will have no limits. We know what f true freedom is. You know, like, kind of like sounds like they're part of a fucking cult. No, whatever. It's almost, it seems like it's almost like give it like a Malcolm X speech feel, you know, but it's about like the future of video games in the N64. <laughs> well, there was like, there was like, I remember there was like a super protective, 
and just add. And I think it was by Levi. Levi's did a lot of super prodigious ads. They show these art school shots of like young people like running with like a flaming whatever, or like waving a flag, some you know, like a young couple kissing. It's black and white, contrast is way up, you know. <laughs> and it'll just be like it'll be like a speech from FDR or a speech maybe from Malcolm X or someone, you know. And then it'll just be like, go forth. Levi's, you know, and then like it was like I'm just thinking like what a bunch of shit. Like oh, they did the same thing to us back in the day, but it was Mario, so it seemed cool. When I picture Levi's, really, what I picture like a commercial for Levi's should just be like this wide shot of this old gold panner just bent over, like panning through the lake and so on. Just like you hear the sounds of nature. The, you know, the stream going by, you know, babbling brook and all that stuff. And then he just kind of leans back, scratches his ass, you know, spits some tobacco and keeps going at it and be like, Levi's, know, <laughs> like, know where you came from. Because <laughs> it's like, let's be honest, apparently that's all I, whenever I think of Levi's, I'm like, that's, that's what gold panners wear. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it comes from. Don't, don't, don't try to think more than that <laughs> like that that's just what it is it's it's supposed to be the pants of blue collar but no 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 blue collar person wears them anymore <laughs> turns around it's like sam elliott with like an eight pack like levi's you know <laughs> just like... <laughs> but like um you know, ripping they, your they, dick they tonight exactly <laughs> <laughs> what you doing tonight wait don't answer we both already know <laughs> levi's it's wrong to wear underwear with them <laughs> there's um Levi's, prevent the swamp pass <laughs> or just embrace it be one with it <laughs> hard eye contact with the camera no um there, there's the um back in the mario 64 one there's one where like, there's like the you know kind of pretentious like we will have no limits we will go forth into the future not knowing what will come but we will embrace it you know as you see someone like playing like you know like the ice level or whatever <laughs> from from mario 64 but then you have like one where it is the total like whoa dude mario what's going on and he has like the um he has the the uh tim roth from the beginning of pulp fiction haircut i don't know what you call it but where it's like split apart like this and he's putting on the most fake like brooklyn x like yo mario what's this over here whoa we are high oh man that is freaky what you know you know, the classic one where it's like you know we just discovered that with green screen we can put somebody into any footage <laughs> yeah like i like to imagine that kid in that ad wasn't just like he wasn't like yo man i love video games bro i'll do anything to be in a mario game bro i like to imagine it was just some guy like I will take this job. I need anything. What does the video game, what does the video gamer sound like? You know, I think I got it. Yo, bro, I like video games. Yes, that is it. Let's do this. Let's make this magic happen. I like to imagine something like that. Like as soon as they said cut, like, oh, oh look out. Broadway, here I come. Well, yeah, that's probably definitely true. He's an actor. But um, 
it's one of those ones the the attitude generation voice i think is a mixed match between a brooklyn accent and a surfer california accent fused together all in ninja turtles realistically but you know you you combine those together and that's what the 90s attitude era is you know a lot of times that's probably why sometimes i even think my accent gets kind of changed up because a lot of times i always say it comes from watching too many martin scorsese movies you know but it is one of those ones like those fusion of the two together is really what kind of creates it. The one, um, yeah, I guess another thing is there's that period where like, how are we going to try and there's the, there's sometimes some of the ones that seemed confused of what it was they were selling. And they already got partway through of building the set or something like, well, we're here. <laughs> and I remember the Mario 64 one, the American one, cause it starts off. They're in a creepy very creepy like um um like uh something wicked comes this way type of like theme park and then there's like come this way to the most wildest ride if you dare and after they pass by you know there's a there's a there's a wario like um uh gypsy fortune teller thing and then like mm-hmm. all this other creepy stuff there and then it's just like Mario Kart 64. What? And that's the thing. I think a lot of directors, a lot of at, like a lot of like um commercial like directors or something or people just fresh out of high school, fresh out of film school or whatever, just got done watching like a lot of tool videos in a racer head. Cuz at some point they have the zoom in on it with the dutch angles and people just do the Whoa, like shaking their head really fast, you know? So I'm pretty sure that was like something goes in the water at the time. Oh, well that's just that's just the ultimate 90s thing is is tons of cuts, ridiculous angles, you know, yeah, hard but- contrast you know everybody's always being like like electrified you know smoke in the background there's always like that like it looks like you just walked into like a bar that had everybody smoking and everything like that but you know it's a bunch of kids yeah but i feel like at the time i just just took that as the is the aesthetic but in retroactively i think it's like they had to see like one or two movies do that and enough people like whoa that's really cool kind of like how enough people around that time saw Pulp Fiction and they suddenly want to make their own Pulp Fiction. I'm guessing it was something kind of like that, but all they got was a couple of ads in Nintendo. Like, all right, let's try to David Lynch this shit. Yeah. Well, I think it's just, it's also a mixed match between grunge rock music videos and hip hop videos. And that, that kind of whole look to everything is really what like, uh, gives a lot of that, um, style and so on but well, it is what like makes every it... tool video too oh yeah well tools like the definitive like we put the most amount of time and effort into our music videos yeah <laughs> you know so it's got all that kind of stuff but that's just part of like the 90s kind of whoa kind of feel right there you know and even just like i just always love because like the second that sega comes out with their attitude thing nintendo's like double down on that we could be more attitude era than sega ever thinks well it's funny because the sega one because there's the one, there's the Mario All Stars that came with the um, that came with the um, Super Nintendo ad, and they show like one like dirty long haired hippie in a Sonic shirt in the middle of class, and like a teacher being kind of like asking all these complicated questions, and then he gets to and the whole class but him knows, and then it gets down to like, okay, what's better, Super Nintendo? Or Sega. Sega comes with no games, which they all came with Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog at the point, but whatever. No games. Yeah. Or, or Altered Beast if it's even older. Exactly. Or Super Nintendo, which comes with four games, like Mario All-Star. And the kid's like, 
you know, and it's like everyone's like, don't be fucking stupid now, kids. I almost feel like that ad is like the precursor to like the Jeremy music video. Like the next day that kid went and cut all his hair and then the Jeremy video happens from there. He went from beating from sticks out in the woods and then came back to school the next day. We know it goes happens from there. <laughs> Jeremy Brooklyn from Sega. Exactly. <laughs> Jeremy was a Sega kid until he got shamed. By his richer Nintendo friends. Let's be honest, that's what it all is. <laughs> that's what I always kind of feel. It's like Sega always kind of had the it was like fifty bucks cheaper, and that's that's a lot of times the reason why I think more people had sort of Sega Genesis at that time period, because everybody's parent went to the store and said uh, 200 bucks for a Super Nintendo or $150 for a Genesis. Guess what? He's getting a Genesis. <laughs> and for a while, I, I think they also, I mean, maybe they're, they'll, they're aware of it, but to me, it always comes across like, oh, we didn't know they were going to do that. And like, you know, cause sake of the thing, like, all right, be 50 bucks cheaper and we'll throw Sonic the Hedgehog in with it. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're going to do that. Like, all right, we'll see if this fucking happens and then it works. And then Nintendo's like, what, what? Your, those motherfuckers. No, we're throwing Mario world in it. Fuck those guys. You know? So see, I, I that, that, like that was America that made that too, because Japan's like, no, you do not throw a Sonic the Hedgehog in there. You sell it separately. You know? And Tom Kalinske's just like, no, 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 no. We, we, we need shit to sell with Sega. Come on. Like we're losing out here. Like alter beast is just not cutting it enough. It's fun fun but it's not cutting it yeah yeah so it's one of those things where um yeah i i always thought that like the nintendo was a little more passive i always thought it was like sega like throat chucking shit at nintendo and then once in a while nintendo would be like okay whatever here's here's sonic shoes and like the bottom tier of the donkey kong like scoreboard or whatever mm-hmm. like in donkey kong country or you know, they're um, like that other ad right there. I, I didn't really, I, I know there's more there, but I noticed Sega was the one always being more louder, screaming, fuck you, fuck you. And Nintendo being like, Nintendo just being kind of like, just keeps on doing what they're doing, you know? Well, it, it does always have that that thing where, because you know, I love the living daylights out of Sega, but like, you know, Nintendo's sort of like the professional and Sega's just like the, even though Sega's literally just as round longer, technically longer than Nintendo as far as making games, but like Sega kind of comes in with that almost like fresh, like, you know, we're going to just give it like this almost like a kid out of high school who has, you know, hasn't been humbled yet to sort of try. And Nintendo's just like, just, just wait it out. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of fumbled the ball with Mortal Kombat. We get it, we get it. Okay, okay, but when when Nintendo goes attitude, Nintendo goes hardcore attitude and just goes, see? Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, people want fucking Donkey Kong. <laughs> or it's the whole thing about, you know, like, just what you see, what you see. Wait till Sega Saturn comes out, bro. Just what you see. Like, yeah, all right, cool. What Sonic game's coming out for? Oh, we'll worry about that later, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and um, that's the same thing. It goes back to like the Sega Genesis thing. Like literally, once again, you know, parents go to the store. Uh, it wants a Sega Saturn. PlayStation's hard dollars left. He's getting a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, because a lot of times that's the thing. I always hate when people go like, "Oh, you know, it's because the games are better or whatever like that." Like it's like, no, I I know a hundred percent. That's always the reason. It's the it's whatever the price is dictates everything. Just about. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird, and we'll get back to like the ads in a second. But I know that. I think of that three-way war of the next generation of that generation, I think PlayStation was the winner, but at the same time, I feel like 
like retrospectively, I think or retroactively, I think Nintendo's remembered more fondly. I know there's good PS1 games and people still like PS1, but mm-hmm. I feel like Nintendo 64, at least from what I hear, um, most people are more nostalgic for those. No, it's, it's, weird. Weird. it's the strangest thing I feel like I've seen in the last couple of years is there's so much hatred for the 64, like all of a sudden. Like people really? just go like, oh, it's got the stupidest controller. You know, you know that, like, the, yeah, game the games though. all suck for it. I don't know why people even liked in the first place. And a lot of times I would always just comment back. I'm like, well, you just had to be there, you know, or grow up with it. And then it's it's a different experience. Going, oh, I was there. Boop, 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 boop. I'm like, I bet you weren't saying that then. I ne- Like when I, I was on the playground in the 90s, the, the N64 was the prized possession to have. You know, that always sort of was like PlayStation was, I mean, and normally I love PlayStation one. Like that's my favorite PlayStation in the mall. And it does it, it like in, in the long run, there is like, you know, pure amazing games that came from that section. Well, I mean, there's always amazing games from every system. I don't care what it is, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's just so weird. I think some people, it's just like, it's the punch. It's like kind of the thing. It's like, it's like the, the cool hipster thing to do now is to hate on 64. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll be honest. I've been paying a lot of attention to Twitter in a while. I haven't been on Twitter barely, other than the link you send me for for Streamyard. So that's when I use Twitter. But like, um, but I guess it it could be one of those things where everything kind of goes through its ways. I remember like just like maybe four or five years ago, if I was wearing an N sixty four shirt in public, like oh bro, like Goldeneye, Mario sixty four, you know, whatever, Barman sixty four, you know, mm-hmm. not that latter, not as as frequent, but still, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it'd be one of those things. But now, um, like, maybe, maybe book Bumble, yeah, book Bumble, mischief makers, fucking <laughs> mischief makers, bro. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like Grant Dahl says, I think still, like like anything, the majority of the people are still pro N64. It's just there's a couple fucks out there that think they're better than the world, and they, they just have to sort of say it, you know. But it's almost like it's it's the weird thing. I feel the PlayStation um, Saturn and N64 is almost going to be the the misunderstood era of gaming because I think it's one of those generations that if you weren't there for it, it's really hard to properly understand it, like, retrospectively, you know? I mean, it's almost kind of equivalent to the way that Atari 2600 is, you know? Like, if you didn't play those games kind of growing up, I could just see as a kid, you'd be like, what the hell's up with the system? It's like, you know, he's like, I thought Space Invaders was already old in the arcade, but then you play, like, the Space Invaders version on that thing, and it, like, makes it feel even more, like, dumbed down and whatnot. But it's like, if you just didn't play them, it's like, it, it is kind of hard to explain that like kind of era to people why it was such a big deal well like even like atari for instance like i i respect atari but i wasn't really um we had an atari but my brother had an atari but he never plugged it in once he got his nes now by then i was really young so we never really played the atari we just kind of played the nes and whatever we got moving up from there and so I mean, I if I wouldn't play the Atari now, I'm not sure if I'd have a lot of fun with it. There's probably a couple games I'd like, I'm sure, you know. But mm-hmm. it's one of those that I understand the, the where it's you know the starting point and moving forward from there. And I know it's not the starting point for video for consoles. I'm just saying for like moving forward up. But I think it's kind of just like anything, like like Nintendo NES. That was the next step up, and mm-hmm. if you if you look back and play certain games some a games did not age that well and you did have to kind of be there for it but then super nintendo kind of had everything fine-tuned and good by then so mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of got it and then we move on to the 3d the, the, the you know the next the next step next leap next step and now now we're starting now we're learning from scratch again so 
a lot of those games would have trouble and not trouble, but like a lot of, um, it's later over here. <laughs> a lot of those games would be kind of like, you know, starting from scratch again and trying to learn like a, like a new, th- a new tool essentially. So yeah. I think people kind of forget that, but it is yeah. what it is. But, um, okay. as far as the ads go, uh, if we can, tr- if we could trace back a, a minute, uh, you were talking mm-hmm. about a lot of the claymation ones for yeah. Japan. Japan always seemed to be pretty on note, like, uh, like theme with, the Mario games, like, like Mario in America, they, the ads kind of changed with the times until I think roughly around, like, there's still some probably edginess in like early two thousands, but around there is where I think like it's Mario. People know it's Mario. Well, who are we trying to fool? We could just say it's Mario and people get it. Mm-hmm. Where Japan seemed very consistent, like family fun, Mario, the whole way through, but we're also going to put a lot of production into the ads. Yeah, well, because they, they, they make it feel very kind of, almost to give it more of an artsy kind of feel to it. The other thing that in Japan, like a lot of the commercials they'll have, is they'll have these commercials that it literally reminds me of, the best way to say it is it reminds me of The Wizard, where there'll be like a, like four or so kids out on like an adventure, and these kids are out journeying around. Like, literally, it feels like they're out, like, out catching Pokemon. They're just out in the middle of nowhere, you know? Either they're out in the middle of a field or they're out there, like, hitchhiking on the side of the road. Like, I can't remember. There was one where I think it was it was the Mario Land one for Japan. And it had this, like, song in the background that was, like, so 80s. And I think, like, the... It was like, when I feel alone. <laughs> it was weird because they weren't Japanese kids. I think they literally got like a couple of like, they were like kind of very American. Like they were definitely trying to make it feel like it was like Goonies or something like that. Or some shit. <laughs> yeah. These kids will stand out. And there's like, a, you know, this like, they, they all got their Game Boys and so on. I think it was, it was a Mario Land commercial, but I think it was also advertising like Tetris and a couple other ones too at the same time. It's like, you're never alone, but you got your Game Boy in your pocket. You know, Mario Land. <laughs> like they're not hanging out. They're not hanging out or playing together. They're just playing. They're on an adventure together, but they're like, all right, guys, let's all stop and just play Game Boy by ourselves. <laughs> no one tried to link cable. Yeah, while we're hitchhiking too, because I think that's what they were doing. But like Japan has a lot of those ones where it's that classic Pokemon style where it's a bunch of 10 year olds out on an adventure. Because I think, you know, I mean, that's like how it is in America, but nobody ever advertises it that way to them. But it is that classic thing that, like, you know, when you're a 10 year old, that's, that's what you think about. You're going out on your adventure, whether it be old school, you're going out on your bikes, and you got your clubhouse out in the woods, you know, and you're dressing up like ninjas and sneaking around at night and so on like that um that kind of stuff and i feel japan captures that there where it like in the american ones it's more like yeah they gotta throw something like ridiculous in there and make video games like okay very exciting as this but you know that just the people that don't play video games they go it's not that exciting i've seen my kid play he just there like like a monk concentrated focused like you know how, how can we like up the ante on this like video games should feel like the game boy's flying around the room and he's got to catch and he's jumping and dodging and all kinds of stuff like that or like even like i think of like that Mario RPG commercial with the old man in it. And the old man's like, it's almost like the old man like woke up in the middle of the night and took like Tommy's fucking like Mario RPG and it flipped on like kind of and like all of a sudden it just started playing in the background and he started having visions and cracked his back and had some like, you know, literally like World War One flashbacks. <laughs> Grandpa looks like he's having like some like, like he's just like... <laughs> He has Alzheimer's and he's confused and, he, and he's like confusing this game for his like actual life events because he's all like, let me tell you. And then Mario came in. I think that was also a bit 
bit of the joke because like they tell you it was all peaceful in the mushroom kingdom it's like slow it's like there's like a shot of like like he's like all like his legs are all spread camera like angled up looking up at grandpa from between his legs he's hunched over like let me tell you kids some shit and he's going on he's all like that's when mario and his longtime anime bowser teamed up with a marshmallow through lightning and then like you know all of a sudden they're just like and then it came down from the ass tornado you know just saying all this crazy shit and they do the 90s like like, face shaking thing and then like oh bro grandpa's freaky and then you cut to the japanese one it's just like some like claymation like piranha plants all singing and like a nice like claymation mario walking through brooklyn like hey that's nice <laughs> yeah exactly like that was one of those ones there i just, I just loved how that kind of went and <laughs> just like yeah that grandpa just like it absorbed like the power of mario rpg in the middle of the night and it's almost like it's almost commercial it just sounds like remember kids don't do drugs <laughs> <laughs> We gave Grandpa some PCP and let him play this game. Yeah, now the FBI is after him, just like the arcade ads always told you. <laughs> Fuck around, find out, kids. Um, you know, I was going to say, you know, was another interesting one I did see was um, there was this one from Brazil for Mario Kart 64. It was like, and this one is actually translated because that's the only downfall is like you watch a lot of the ones from other countries. And you're like, I bet you this is great if uh, somebody put some subtitles on it, probably, and I knew what was going on. But this mm-hmm. this Brazil one actually had the subtitles on it and whatnot. And there was this this hip kid just stand up and be like, Yeah, one, you know yeah. what? I go out and I go racing, you know, and whatnot. Throw some items, battle some friends and whatnot. And let me tell you one thing. Also you get to pick up the ladies and i was like oh shit brazil's like way ahead of the curve like they knew the mario kart secret of like that's how you pick up girls this is pretty fast and but again, let's be honest it is brazil so <laughs> but yeah it's just all this place like hey what's up even though, like the people like they, they, they both those kids look like i don't believe those kids are in brazil like no <laughs> I, no nobody is that fair-skinned in brazil well i guess unless they're nazis but <laughs> like, I Grandpa forget that, uh, or some shit. You, you you forget that so many people left Germany and so on and went down to South America. <laughs> As I said, that that's how that's how you get Pablo Escobar, where he has like the his two greatest idols was John Lennon and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> okay, okay, what's what's your grandpa's name? Klaus. Uh, all right, all right, yeah, it's all starting to click together. You know, uh, but uh, but no, that one was kind of a neat one. That was the only Brazil commercial I remember running across. You know, it was just saw one Mexico commercial as well, too, because for the majority of them, they're always America, Japan, America, Japan, England, America, Japan, America, Japan, well, France, <laughs> you know. The Canadian one was in French for the Mario. Yeah, the Canadian Mario one was just like, yeah, it's like French Canadian, but it's the half-assed version of the American. So I hate to say it like that, but that's how that's always how those Canadian ones were. They weren't like there was never anything original going on in them. Well, I'm learning Dutch right now, so whenever a Dutch one would come on, I, I'd stop and try and see how many words I can pick out. And there's a like full sentences, not always, but there's the there's the the German in the Netherlands one. Where they had CG models of the characters looking into the camera, talking while driving. And I don't know what they were saying, but I know Donkey Kong said, like, at some point, Wario said, wonderful. But Donkey Kong definitely said, my bananas, which, I mean, 
My book, man. Ick banan. It's it's not hard to figure out, or mine yeah. banan, or whatever. So, well, so yeah, you got those ones there, and so and actually, you know, there's another interesting one. Is Spain had some random ass commercial. Um, I think it was Mario sixty four, but it was done in the same or a similar style where it was a milk commercial at the same time, but for whatever Spain's like YooHoo kind of milk thing. You know, with like you know different flavors, chocolate, strawberry, and all that kind of stuff. But it was kind of like that sound, like, you know, but it, it was all in Spanish, but it kind of had that feeling like, hey, get yourself some milk and some Mario 64. The party's going to be hard tonight. So you have some strawberry milk and play Mario Party. I'm going to get you hooed up tonight. <laughs> there was um, another one, um, ones we watched a little before start recording, which is definitely that 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s era type of ads you'd see. Um, the Mario Tennis 64 ones. Those oh, ones yes. where it's like there's one where it's like two of the most basically like two yuppie tennis bros that look like, you know, the villains out of an 80s comedy. And they're walking like, can you believe those freaks? Who let them on the court? I know. And then all of a sudden you see like one of their cars like just stomped on. Like it was a nice sports car stomped on. Like, oh, I'm sorry to see that. And then it's just you see someone off like, oh, ladies, walks off the other direction. It's like dinosaurs are sore losers. Like, well, he's not technically a dinosaur, but, where, um... but there's that part where like, he has the where he has the hose going right into like the, he has the hose going right into like a fucking like uh, to a porta potty. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like they, they got those uh, yuppie guys again, and they're drinking out of a drinking fountain and whatnot, and be like, plumbers are more losers. And then it shows, like, this, like, footage going on where it's following this pipe along, and it goes past, you know, the other people of the country club, and it keeps going and going, and all of a sudden it ends up literally like a construction Tight. and there's these guys like it's got hooked up to like a porta potty there there's all these like almost like bodybuilder looking guys come there who probably just had like six cheeseburgers with fries and a milkshake right beforehand yeah. <laughs> and just like just and then you see the guy his his mouth and face and like chest is covered in green he's like oh refreshing or some shit like that and then like um and this guy looks like a tom cruise stand-in pretty much yeah, I wouldn't surprise you the least bit if you look this guy up. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he he did some stand-in work on like Eyes Wide Shut or something, you know, or World's Ed, or uh, War of the Worlds. But um, and then mm-hmm. um, but the, then there's another one though. This is one of the ones that seemed like this is definitely that Attitude Era kind of ad, but at the same time, it's also for like the weirdest game because okay, you can try to paint Mario as kind of this edgy thing, and if he were to do that, I can understand why you'd go like Smash Brothers, which we'll cover that one eventually, or yeah. like um, Mario Kart. You know, okay, but Mario World Two Yoshi's Island is like the most wholesome, most like child child friendly mario game up to that point i feel like so that's the one where they have like this super like grin and stimpy level gross ad where it's like you just see this fat guy just eating like do you think you could eat as much as yoshi and just this guy just like wolfing down food and like belching and burping as he does so just food all over his face just like just shit coming out the side of his mouth and then it's like you know they show like his shirt unbuttoning and everyone around is looking. And he's just like, 
and he has a little bit of whipped cream on his finger and just the most gross over the top fashion. He just goes like that. <sighs> then all of a sudden like, has a grumble. Like, oh, oh. And then like, you see everybody in the, and there's like a explosion noise, just like, just food and like, you know, sludge goes everywhere on everybody. It's like, yep, he fucking died. Now go play more, go play Mario world or like Yoshi's Island. It's interesting because when you look at enough of them, like, cause it is just kind of, it almost looks like a child growing. Like the point where the child is all innocent the child starts to get into like more like, okay, you know, I don't just like Winnie the Pooh anymore. Now I also like street sharks. Like, okay, cool. Oh, you know what? Now, now I think I'm going to start like, you know, like trying to skateboard and drink like malt liquor at the park, dad. Like, no, you're not. I'm going to try, you know? So, and then like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I found myself. I know who I'm really supposed to be. Like, it almost seems like this weird fluctuation as far as American ads go, like the way how it kind of goes up and down with it. Well, I picture, I picture like, oh, little Billy thinks he's drinking malt liquor. Like, what's he doing? Well, he went to the, the you know, the hamburger stand and he asked to put malt in his, you know, shake. And he thinks that that's what the liquor is. Yeah. Don't tell him. Like, I'm getting Don't so wasted today on this chocolate shake. Uh, uh. I was like, no, you just drank three chocolate shakes in a row. Anybody's going to feel like that when they had that. <laughs> he thinks he's like, I'm so wasted, from- man. I'm going to go ride this skateboard right down the streets of San Francisco, throw it up along the way. That would be so cool. He thinks he's like the kid from mid 90s, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, um, it's interesting in that aspect because kind of watching them all in a row like that and kind of just seeing the progression and then seeing how it kind of almost ends where it started, you know. Um, I actually kind of rewatched the Taco Bell ones just because those ones are – and I remember I made a joke with the Taco Bell one maybe like a few weeks ago, but the one where there's there's two of them. There's one where Mario and Donkey Kong, it's all CG, are racing down down a Mario Kart – Donkey Kong knocks him off the side of the road and Mario lands in a, in a Taco Bell like um, drive through. And then he pulls like, Oh, if you pull, like if you get a 64 on your cup or whatever, you get like, you know, a, I'm, I'm, I, I think last week or week before I said a Camry, apparently it was a Porsche. Yeah. It's a Porsche box. So a bit of an upgrade. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bit of an upgrade there. But anyway, then Mario comes by and rams fucking Donkey Kong off the road with like a with a Porsche. And then there's another one where this one I fucking had down, just almost beat for beat, where like the dad and the kid are fucking arguing and fighting for the fucking Donkey Kong toy. It goes up the window and the kid's like, You fucking ruined everything, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> oh, those ones are so good ones and plus the, the, like when i think of those i just feel like the the score 64 was but you got all those cool pogs that would come inside them and like i said i know i have a handful of those kind of left and it's like that part's just such a neat thing of it and so on like that to see those and even speaking of mario kart japanese there's a japanese mario kart commercial where it has like extremely good animation like almost like kind of you're like why wasn't this used in some form of like a mario cartoon like it's just too good is that the there's one there's a Mario sixty four one that was really good and I couldn't tell you this was Mario was Kart, like, yeah Mario Kart sixty four oh yeah there's yeah. a Mario Kart sixty four one and then there is a Mario Super Circuit one and it was the same type of anime animation 
and th there's one where Mario, um, I, I want to say the, the Mario Kart 64 one mm -hmm. is the one where it's kind of showing each character and each character gets a quick little moment, but then there's a really badass one for Super Circuit uh, and where Mario is like rammed in like midair and then he's falling down. Bowser comes around the corner, like drifting with like a superstar, knocks him further even back. Then Mario's like, motherfuckers, and, like, like summons the lightning, shrinks them all like, you're all fucking dead. It's Mario Kart <laughs> Super Circuit. <laughs> Well, I remember, like, there there was like a there. This is a uh, a print ad, but when Super Circuit came out, there was one like a Nintendo Power where like it showed like it was like Mar. You saw Mario's driving on like the wheel and so on, like a first person perspective, and it was almost like he was driving like a regular car, like a Mazda or something like that. And it had like you know like the regular buttons, and then all of a sudden it's like it was like when shit gets real, and there's like one to like launch a shell <laughs> and a banana peel and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> I just like the idea, like you can like in the new more like in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. You know, you can you can unlock Mercedes Benz. You can unlock you're like, oh yeah, we got a we got we got a Mazda. We got a we got a Sundance. We we got a Subaru Outback. You know, we got Gremlin. Like... <laughs> I feel like one of those ones where it's it's like all like the the Matchbox cars version. You can just get any and every kind of like regular Joe car. It's the most boring car. Like, oh, we got we got a Honda Civic. Like, oh, is it all like Fast and Furious out? No, no, no it's actually, it's actually, um, it, it's retirement home beige. Like, oh, nice. It's the car that Grandpa says don't put any more miles on it. You know, but he's ninety four. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, um, yeah, there is um. Well, kind of, I, I, we talked about this for a second, I think, before we actually recorded, um, but there was the, um, there was some of, like, the tie-in type ads you'd see for it. Like, there was, like, a Mario, like, for, like, whenever they had, like, a McDonald's thing or, like, a, a, a tie, like, early 90s stuff, like, late 80s, mm -hmm. early 90s, if there was, like, even, like, this goes for Japan especially, but even America, there was like tie-in stuff for like, you know, like McDonald's or whatever, or whatever, like sweepstakes thing. And I feel like the animation of that kind of got the tone and vibe of Mario better than the actual Mario super, Sh like super show did. And we're thinking that as a kid, because at the time I would watch super show just because I was like, well, it's, it's Mario. It's all mm -hmm. we got. I'll take it. Even knowing it wasn't that good. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll take it, you know? And then seeing some of the animation using the sound effects and the way they use it. And I granted it was just usually it'd be uh, one animated Mario in a live action world. He sneaks into a kid's like McDonald's bag, eats his food and gets out of there. So they had a tent. So since it was so little, they were able to focus on what little they had. But I was like, God, they get they, the his the, the style the way they animate them the way he the way the, the sound effects they kind of get it more than the um american cartoon did yeah i think like you think about if you only have to make a 30 second ad you can put amazing animation to that if you have to make a 30 minute show <clears throat> 24 episodes or something like that you know what I mean? You got cutting corners. So I, I kind of get that. That's where like, I think that's why some of these like com commercials have some really cool animation in it because you're, it's so short that you can put like a lot more effort and, you know, money into it. 
one thing, even speaking of those fast food tie-ins, I remember because I was watching the ones for like the McDonald's toys for the Mario 3, because I have a couple of, I have like the Luigi one and so on like that. And um, they had on the ad that said that like you could go in McDonald's and literally the toys for 59 cents, you know, which just makes it feel like, like that. I don't know what it is, but I hear like, you hear it like that, like, boy, when was the last time you heard the word since? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but the thing I thought too, is because when I was a kid, those places like Taco Bell or McDonald's or Burger King, all that stuff would always have the cool figures or something like that. And I literally remember being as a kid, like asking them, like, hey, can I just buy the rest of the toys you have from there? And so and the guys would be like, oh, no, you know, they got to come with the Happy Meal. And it's like, I almost felt as a kid, I'm like, I don't want your shitty food. I just want the toy. And that's it. Can't you just give me what I got? I have, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, to keep forcefully coming here and getting a random toy or if you're on Taco Bell where they do like the cheap thing where like they only put a new toy out like every like week or two so they they, they forcefully would make you keep coming back in to get the next one like I'm six years old it's 1994 you have no idea what I had to do to get ten dollars in my hands right now okay <laughs> just give yeah. me the fucking shit you know so I pay your fucking salary <laughs> Trying to get these damn toys. Well, I remember, um, God, yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I remember the Mario because that was also the point where they only had four. And now you can, now they have any kind, they can have like, oh, we have ten, we have fifteen, we have you know whatever. That was at a time where they only had like four. I remember the, the Mario three ones were, were a big deal because it was um, Mario, and you basically be on like the little like, he basically be on this little like suction cup thing. Get pushed down, he kind of hops up. There is like the, the paratroopa where it had this little pump thing where he kind of hops. Luigi yeah. was like a pullback thing on like a on like a cloud, and he'd move. And then there is a Goomba where he basically kind of bend over. He have a little suction cup thing on his chin, and he flip around. And I remember these came out at a time where it's hard to come across Mario stuff. And we we've said this before, like maybe last week or a week before, um, where Mario stuff was not readily available or all that common. So if McDonald's or whoever had like a toy line, well, that was the closest thing you're probably going to find to like a readily available Mario toy for a while. So it's a big deal if you got one. Now th this, this isn't like <laughs> granted. I may have been, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll just, whatever. So there was this kid that lived across the street from me and we didn't really like each other that much, but we just kind of hung out just because, well, we were the only kids in the street that were around the same age that could hang out. So we just kind of mm -hmm. tolerated each other's presence. And he didn't really like Mario that much. He like, he, he didn't really give a shit for Mario, but he happened to have that acrobatic Goomba thing. And the idea of like, oh, that's a Mario toy. He doesn't like it. You know, he doesn't really give a shit about Mario. And I asked him like, Hey man, is it cool if I have this Goomba or whatever? The kid immediately starts breaking down crying and runs to his dad's room. He's like, he asked if he could have this. And his dad, who in hindsight looks like fucking looked like Jeffrey fucking Dahmer, turns like, excuse me, that's a very rude thing to do. And I would have traded him for it. I didn't, I mean, I asked if I could have it, but I mean I could trade him something for it. Like, you don't do that. Like, okay. All right, cool. I, this guy's going to fucking kill me. I know he is, you know? So just like... it's such a funny lesson because it's like, well, how do you get anything in life when you get older? You literally start having to ask and buy for it. You know what I mean? That that Yeah, it, it, there's just those things like that where 
people would get you know weird about that but it's like that's what you have to do if you if you want something you got you literally have to ask or buy for it or trade for it but i remember as a kid like if you did want something that, that was like what you did your, your mind raced through of like okay what are the things that i can do to get this like how can i trade it how can i sort of work it off how can you know you you know you go through all these things of figuring out how you can get it you know because it's like you can't just always go out and get these things even if you had the money you know, you can't just go back to the store and get them where these things were limited time things and so on. We didn't have internet where you could go on eBay and find it. You know what I mean? So you, you did like literally have to like sleuth your way out to figure out how you were going to get a hold of this. And then if you were getting real Connie, you might be like, maybe I'll just have to trick him. (laughs) As you're saying this, I'm imagining kind of like a young Spencer Scott Holmes when he was like seven, like, Hey, like some kids, like, you know, some kids, like, Hey, I think someone lost their gambit figure. Like a slow zoom in on your face, like Heartbreaker by Rolling Stones. Do do heartbreaker. And that's when I realized <laughs> no nothing in life was gonna give me that gambit. I had to take that gambit for myself. Like, oh, that was totally me. Was you? Yeah. And from that moment onward, I knew who I was and what I had to do to get by in this world. Then cuts like a Martin Scorsese style montage. <laughs> You know, uh, that is a, a little close to home because I use those exact words for a Green Lantern action figure at about age seven years old. Somebody's like, hey, someone lost a screen the Lantern figure. I'm like, oh, mine, because I knew I needed it for my uh, Justice League collection. <laughs> <laughs> so I just said that was mine that I lost there, and I still have it to this day. <laughs> It literally did. And even when I was even younger, like when I was in preschool, I used to wear like this Bing Crosby hat around and I had this fake. Like it's like a hat, like a hat, like Bing Crosby would wear or just a hat that had like Bing Crosby. Like, hey, kids. (laughs) No, no, no. no. It was like a hat that Bing Crosby style he would wear. (laughs) But I do love the idea of Bing Crosby two thumbs up for some reason. (laughs) You know, that was the hip thing to wear then. But, um, and I literally had these gold rocks. I can't remember exactly where I got them from, but they were just rocks that were paying gold. But I conned the other kids in preschool saying that these were actual gold and used them as bartering tools. <laughs> so you're just doing some nitty shit from like an early age. <laughs> I, I was I've been like, hey, you know what? It's a dog eat dog world out there and I got to survive. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking, just, like, just walking around all like 1940. Hey, honey, what are you doing tonight? I, you know, I got a pack of gold here in my pockets. You know, I mean, why don't you say you and me get out of this preschool? <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a sack of spray painted gold. The town is ours. <laughs> yeah, these guys, yeah, you know, what I mean, they're, they're all from the sticks. They don't know any better. You know, what I mean, they we have the palm of our hands. Could you imagine the power there? We can have. The power, like the power of a Game Boy, in our hands with this right here. You know, before I didn't think I was going to be someone who would be able to afford a Game Boy, but now with these rocks and this gold paint, the power will be ours. Now we will be playing with power. From that day, he years later he drew that town with an iron fist. Yes, <laughs> it's just like that. We just kind of like you know dark future from back to the future where like biff controls shit you know it all started with this it's like on a fucking pedestal just a pile of spray paint rocks still use them to trade to this day you fucking fallen for it i don't know why 
<laughs> Fucking learn. Learn. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want pyrite, but boy, they love spray pan gold rocks. Um, they, ironically, I probably got them somewhere because it must have been like St. Patrick's Day or something like that. If you know, I had to guess because that's what it is about right now. So yeah. that probably was where it all came from. Is they're handing them out at some kind of you know parade or something silly like that, and then I just took them said oh i know where i can put that i can tag and trade these decks like literally like that thing where you know you're like I'm, I'm building up my bartering system here you know travel around you know to a place where they don't, they don't know what this is and uh go from there i know they're probably just like throwing like little sacks out to kids from like a float or whatever but i like to imagine they're just like dropping like pebbles from like a three-story <laughs> thing onto the town of the people below like there's an episode of simpsons when mr burns is like we gotta Throwing give money, money out people he's like throwing four buckets of coins from like five stories up down on all the citizens like ah oh, my eye God, i'm not supposed to get coins in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's something like that or back in the day you remember just in parades when they used to be able to throw candy I, I think about that every single time i see a parade and i go there used to be a time period that you could just literally chuck candy out and children would just run into the streets and you know try to you know catch them all and then i think what probably happened like is realized each other to get the shit <laughs> Well, there's that, but then it got really like, okay, one, we got horses that really have no idea what's going on right now. There's the old people that are like 90 years old driving cars out here that something, you know, at any moment could forget which one's the gas and which one's the brake. <laughs> They're like, we can't have children running. And plus, children are literally like eating off the filthy ground when you really think about it. It's like, oh, it's just drop acres, throw them out in the ground, no wrapper or anything. One kid just grabbed like, like another kid, like Reese's coming out of his mouth, you know, just going all feral, you know. No, there's um, Johnny. No, no, Johnny. It's like his mom's like that. That's just gum someone spit out on the street or like five minutes ago. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, just like peeling. Not leaving empty-handed, ma. <laughs> but um. He was speaking kind of Ben Crosby. Did you watch that Super Mario Land commercial that had like the 1950s kind of theme to it? No, but that reminds me of something. Well, I'll circle back to my thing in a second. But I, I didn't see the Bing. It's like a Casablanca. Ca- you said Bing Crosby. But well, like no, no, no. I, I said it because it kind of just goes back to that time period. Really what it was almost like a 50s, like sort of sci-fi feel to it. But it was like Super Mario Land, you know, coming at you again. And like, and for some reason, I had these aliens sort of invading, like almost like um, like an Ed Wood movie. And then, you know, it, it would cut to, like, gameplay footage and then come back. And then it'd be, like, it would literally be all black and white. And it would show, like, you know, like, almost, like, old-timey people, like, driving in a car, like, as a getaway thing. Like, you, and even when you get the girl and everything like that, you know, with, like, almost rear projection footage. And uh, it was just kind of weird because it's, like, that kind of marketing thing where, granted, it's a style, but it does almost have that feeling, like, who the hell do they have been, like, to, like, appeal this to? <laughs> I, I honestly think that was at a point where the, we don't get the next generation, but the next generation has probably seen TV land or probably seen like <laughs> shit their parents watch. So we can kind of go off that. Cause if you think about, and I, we'll get back to Nintendo in a second, but you think about like the way they marketed like, like Dragon Ball Z figures. Cause you think about it for a second, they, they were the Japanese molds but they were an American company that repackaged them or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, you know, what, what, what the fuck's these, what are the fuck are these things? What's a go cow? What's, what's, what, what's a go, go hain? What, 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 a Frieza? What the, what the fuck are we selling, man? 
like, hey, I don't know, it's some shit from Japan. Yeah, all right, well, tell you what, we know this shit's not going to sell. Give him a 1940s Tommy gun. <laughs> but the hands aren't really made to hold the Tommy gun. Give him a 1940s Tommy gun. Like, all right, if you say so. And it's just like, because they would give him, like, guns and shit that weren't even in the fucking show. So yeah. that tells me it was probably somebody who's like, I don't know what this shit is, but we got to sell it to kids. I liked my G.I. Joe shit when I was a kid. So yeah. these kids are going to like that. So I'm guessing there's something kind of like that, similar to, like, Mario in some aspects. It's like, well, I mean we don't know what these fucking kids want. We don't understand this Mario shit. So let's just kind of make it sort of what we know, but kids probably know, know it to an extent just because like I said, their parents, stuff their parents watch, which was true. We, you back then you'd watch a lot of what your parents watched. Yeah. I, I think that's almost like one of the biggest differences I noticed about kids today. And when we grew up is that we kind of grew up in an age where like you literally had a very good, like catch up of like history. Like, I felt like, in a sense, like, I mean, not saying there's not kids that didn't do it, but, like, it was very common to watch stuff from the 40s all the way up to the 90s in the 90s. Like, if none of that stuff, it all felt like it kind of came as a package deal, where I think kids this day and age, like, if it's older than, like, 2017, they're not watching it. Like, Dark Knight's probably getting too old for them nowadays. Like, that that weird kind of, like, you know... I mean, I think it's also because there's so much shit to watch. Where back in the day, you just you turn the TV on, and granted, you, whatever was on, you know, at nine o'clock is what you're watching, and your choices was between hundred channels, and you know, or you know, if you only had you know antenna, it was between three channels or so. You're lucky, some UHF ones, but like that kind of, in a sense, I guess, forced you to watch it. Like nowadays, I guess there's so much modern shit that you technically are almost overwhelmed by that. You might not even watch the old stuff. Yeah, well, it's also something to that point, like you'd, you'd always prefer, you always have a preference to things for your own generation as opposed to stuff your parents would watch, but you at least were aware of it. Or, you know, like, you know, it's like, okay, hey, Arnold's over, so, and I love Lucy's on, so I guess I'm watching that, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm watching this. You watch it enough, you kind of like, maybe you kind of got into it or just became part of your habit. But, yeah. and that, Kind of reflect that, that kind of mentality. I think is very reflective of a lot of the advertising, even in Mario and Nintendo stuff. Um, There's one particular campaign ad that I was noticing mm-hmm. with Mario. It was particularly Mario All Stars, and that was kind of like a couple of things. Mario All Stars ads did one of two things. They did this thing where it was like the kind of wacky like. Mario All-Stars. There's the one that's like, I can't remember. It's moving so rapid P, like rapid fast. Like, like Lizard Boy loves Mario All-Star. Mario, like, you know, just like this really fast, rapid shit of like, watch Mario create world peace. Watch Mario do that. You know, like all these fast things. And it's just, it's just this really over the top funny ad. But then they had these ones where it's like, it was almost trying to be like, um, like, um, I forget what it's called, but you know, when you're looking through like the coupons or the bargain section of the newspaper and all that kind of shit, they're like, it was like four Mario All-Star ads. You get more four Mario All-Stars you can get for the price of one right here. And they made it look like the little coupon cutout things or like, kind of like those Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There was like three or four ads or like around that area that just seemed like it was more of kind of like down, down at your, like down at the at the at the local like fairgrounds you know kind of like yeah. that 
five, or there's even one where it was like when they were pitching the um, Super Nintendo coming with Mario All-Stars, they presented it like a car commercial. It was like a tacky salesman coming out in a wacky suit, but he was a giant Super Nintendo there. And he says, comes with not one, but four games, four games, you know, cutting that price down, you know, doing those old tacky used car sales um, ads, which that just seemed like a weird, like you knew of it. You saw it on TV enough, but they're just like, I mean, it just, I, I got it even as a kid, but in hindsight, like it just seems like a really weird strategy. Well, I guess it's one of those ones, like it's just a straight up, you're just parroting the cars that are on TV. Like, you know, I mean, if you're down at the advertising, they're like, hey, what well, if we just sort of parodied like a car ad, but we did it for selling a Super Nintendo? But it's just kind of bizarre because it's like it, it, you are, you're selling something so different. Snake oil salesman. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's certain ones are. Um, makes me think there was this, this was an ad that I thought was actually kind of bizarre, especially bizarre for, yeah, it was it was an English ad, but it was kind of bizarre for that. One for, I think it was for Mario Advance, um, so Super Mario 2. Um, it was literally a gun range, which are like, you know, like in England, like, I guess I, I guess handguns weren't outlawed yet. <laughs> so that was the first thing I thought, like, as that's going by. And it's like, they're just blasting away at Bam, 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 bam. And all of a sudden, it shows one guy, and he's just throwing turnips like at a target, like an angry man and whatnot, like that. It was actually kind of funny. I was like, "That's actually pretty clever, right there," and stuff. And then it was just like, you know, like Mario Two, you know, Advance, whatever. Like, learn to throw shit, you know, as it's going on. And then I remember it cut to the American version of it. And the American version was fucking weird. It was like an airport and it was literally just a guy like running through an airport, throwing shit that he was picking up like anywhere on there, like suitcases and briefcases. And it's like, you can pick up, you know, items to throw at enemies, you know, and then you can pick up people. And it literally shows him like throw them, throw at your enemies more. And it was just like, this is, well, this is really, it felt like it's almost like, sometimes there's that kind of thing where like, don't be hindsight. I love the weirder ads are better for like nostalgic reasons and just funny things to see in there. But like at the time when you can't think about like, just show fucking Mario footage. And like, there you go. Like that's, that, that's, that's all anybody wants to see is like, Hey, here's, here's Mario. It's on game boy, you know, game that you love from Mario all-stars now in a game boy form, you know, hook it up before I was play Mario brothers old school. Boom. You know? Yeah. Well, there's also, um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Um, it's another weird one, kind of in a similar ballpark. Uh, shit, it escapes me. That's weird. You, you you watch so many, you kind of forget, like, the oh, there's no way I'm forgetting this one. Like, shit, you forget it, you know? Well, that's but, the thing is that they started running together as time went on. That was the one thing I kind of felt, and it was just like, holy crap. You know, you could sit here for days and just kind of watch commercials, which I do think one of the things I've said before, it's like, it's that weird thing. Like nowadays I hate commercials generally. Like if I can pay to not have commercials, I'm a hundred percent down. I don't care. It's like, get those out of here. They're like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, and even like services that have commercials where they kind of force fill It's like, I think it's almost like the main reason I never use Instagram very often is I hate because there's like a commercial, like every two, you know, panel you go down it's like it's so annoying there's like like an oversaturated amount of that but it's that thing that like oh here's some commercials from the 80s and 90s like shit you could play that for the next three hours <laughs> well it's just that it's it's the ultimate i mean i was listening to you and you and wes are doing the new show um retro 88 is that what it's called yeah yeah i was listening to you guys talk about that and i was thinking about that yeah even though i mean old retro commercials is kind of like instant. Like, even if you don't remember that ad or didn't see that ad back then, 
just the tone and vibe. You automatically know where you're at yeah, when you see it, that, and it just could te- teleport you back. Sometimes more than a movie because you could watch a movie over and over, or and yeah, maybe that movie could send you back. But an ad, it's something you don't watch frequently. So when you do see it, it does have an immediate trigger. Well, that and ads have like they're very much time capsule-y, I think, than like movies and so on. Like, not saying that a movie can't be like, oh, the movie's like one of those ones like, oh, that feels very like 80s. But like an ad can be like, oh, that feels like 1984. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know exactly, you can almost pinpoint the year it is and so on, like in an ad. Like, there, there's just things about so on like that, which I think is what makes it kind of cool. And, you know, it's that one that, like, you could even watch 2000s ads because we're watching some of these Mario ones here and so on like that. And they still just, like, they take you back. And, like, you don't think, like, the 2000s was that far ago, but it's kind of amazing when you look at things like that and it's like, oh, no, that feel that definitely feels way different, you know? It's even, like, certain movies, like, especially when you watch, like, early 2000s, like, they, they now don't feel, they don't have that modern feel like they once did. You're like, oh, shit, that does feel kind of old now, in a sense. And, like, it takes me back to that time period. And there's a, there's a certain look that nobody really kind of thought about like at the moment, but it definitely is there. Um, at a first glance, the movie looks relatively fairly modern. Thinking back on it, I have to remind myself um, back when dark Knight came out, I had a MySpace page. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself of that. I have, and I remember somewhere in that my it wasn't my profile picture, but somewhere in that MySpace page was a picture of Heath Ledger Joker. It wasn't the profile picture. I wasn't one of those guys, but it's one of those things like shit. Yeah, I guess that was oh, 2008. Was a while ago. It wasn't like wasn't recent. But go going off what you said about that because this is even like I guess this would have been like 99 or 2000, maybe maybe 98 probably more close to 99 smash brothers ad. Cause I feel like even though that's not Mario proper, it still is more Mario than it is probably anything else. Yeah. And, um, that first ad that is that nineties attitude era, but that also is totally encapsulating the time. Like, okay, we got to prove that we're not just some shit for like, you know, babies and like toddlers. Okay. So yeah, we're going to have the funny mascot costumes, but they're going to be, beating the fuck out of each other and how they're going to like, we're not only that we're going to spend some money. We're going to play the turtles happy together. All right. Yeah. It's like, you got that all coming together. You got the mascots. They play the turtle song over there, which that, that also is another example of like, because once again, I feel like nineties kids kind of had more of a connection to like the past than like other things. So like you, you, you got the sixties reference and all that stuff. It all kind of came together and so on. Cool commercial with the mascots beating each other up, kicking the shit out of each other and everything like that. Like, I really think that smash brothers ad, and this might be a little bit more nostalgic talking, but that's probably my favorite one of them all. You know, I think that, that when, when they had the mascot kind of era, which is like the late, late nineties to like the early two thousands where they were using those mascots for a lot of the games. I think there's a lot of cool stuff right there. I think there's just some good, funny commercials. Even like the crash bandicoot, even those crash bandicoot talking shit to Nintendo the whole time, but that's basically what they do. They have some asshole in a crash costume, like talking shit to <laughs> Nintendo HQ. Yeah. Just standing out like side to Nintendo Washington, just like, like a megaphone. That's you, think, like, you think more. Mario's up there like Don Corleone, like, take this motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is because, like, we, we now, we live right now where, like, 
there's supposed to be absolutely no conflict. If you say, if you hit someone, you say bad words to anyone, you say anything against somebody, all this stuff is like, it's almost like in a weird way, untolerated, which it makes the night, like, you know that there's probably children look back at the night. Most of us look like primitive Mad Max times or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like back then it was like, no, no, no. You insult people. You make them drink shit when you like, when like you beat their ass in a fucking game, you know, like all this stuff here, like take no fucking prisoners. Fuck the other guy. Choose your side. Know your role. Like all that kind of stuff is like all these things that like, like nineties kids were raised. It's like the complete opposite for like that next generation. Like we come into a world where like, we almost don't even fit in anymore because like it's so radically different. Well, I don't even think that, like, I'll say this, like, I don't even think, like, 90s, don't take it as me being, like, this generation is a bunch of a bunch of soft-spined pussies, don't take it as that. <laughs> I do think, though, there is this thing, like, there's some stuff I, 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 that's just a little bit more, like, I don't know, I mean, how do I put it, like, I don't think the 90s is as, like, tough and like fucking you got blisters on your fucking knuckles man you didn't you could every day you walked to school was a fucking battle they were coming for your fucking pogs but you had to fucking fight to the well yeah it wasn't that but no. at the same time I, I kids still get into fights at school and all that but i feel like there's something in the ads where there was like this weird pushback and maybe it's because of hip-hop maybe it's because of grunge maybe it was because of like you know like leftover of punk rock movement from the 80s and all that um or like not punk rock movement in the 80s like hardcore, heavy metal and hardcore heavy metal. yeah like like re- leftover from that the, and um it, you know that i feel like there was a little bit more of this like <laughs> mom and dad just don't get it you want some rice krispies psych you know so i feel like that right there kind of just made i don't know it kind of comes in waves i think almost like to a certain not everything, but to a certain period, I think shittiness was almost presented as like a fun, wacky character trait, even though you're really just an entitled like suburban kid with no fucking real issues, you know? <laughs> and I, I, but at the same time though, I feel like, but you're still kind of extreme though. Cause you know, you wear a backwards baseball cap, you know? So. And a flannel, feel, like you're a working, like you're like, you're a blue collar working man, but let's be honest you don't got no fucking blisters or a job yet, you know? So I feel like there is like a little bit of this, like kind of aesthetic, like this, like, you know, grimier, tougher aesthetic that was sold to our generation that if I had been 100% honest, yeah, I like that aesthetic a lot more because it's the aesthetic I grew up with. Mm -hmm. It's just more interesting to me, but at the same time, like I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to pretend like I know about the new generation. There's, yeah. It is what it is. You know, I think it's more, I think it's more of just like the way shit's advertised to us and presented to us really. Yeah. Well, it's definitely just much different. Like things are just, I mean, I wonder if it's almost because you think about it, like the people putting together all these ads are a bunch of like ex hippie kind of people. And I wonder if there's that weird thing where they're like, you know what? We had extreme conflict of like the generations in the sixties and, you know, into like seventies and so on like that. Like, how can we can we do the same thing with like like almost like it's created conflict like can we do the same thing in the 90s and make it seem like it's so radically different you know like it's almost like forcefully different more than even though ironically i feel there's like in the 90s there's a lot more connection like in like that era it's not like there's that with like oh yeah like like i like Jimi hendrix the boy likes Jimi 
like you know what i mean like i feel like that's like the nineties. like we're like before it was like well those wasn't like that that wasn't the, the same way it wasn't it wasn't like you know old grandpa wilheimer was like you know like Jimi hendrix Jimmy Hendrix, a hippie up there on stage doing the drugs and playing a guitar like an animal with his teeth. Like, what? Well, that's not music, you know. We need Bob and the Four Champs or whatever. That's real tunes. <laughs> we, we need, we need, we need Big Bopper and the Butt Boys or whatever. <laughs> you know the old Butt Boys. Uh, you know what he do? He would not not only was his music good, it was respectful. He would stop on Saturday nights. He would stop at eight thirty to make sure everyone got home safe, didn't drive drunk, so they can go to church the next day. And that's what he did. And after every show for the for the real edgy kids out there, he'd stay up late and talk about the importance of why marriage is between a man and a woman, all right? <laughs> that was real music, I tell you what, you know. So but the thing is I'm wondering because you mentioned like you had all these like, you know, ex hippies and, ex- and people from like you know a different generation trying to make like how many reach out to the 90s you know like well we went through some shit you know you know they look up like uh, i mean probably wasn't someone this young but like this old but like like uh, pop tarts they looks up at the wall there's like a black panther like <laughs> black panther like like fight the power poster he's like i got something <laughs> Like, yeah. No dead just don't get it. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're real we're gonna fine tune this shit. <laughs> like that's what that's what I sometimes kinda wonder is like is it sort of like marketed to create almost more conflict than there really is, you know? I think I, just to keep make people remember or just stand out because it, it was always like, Oh I go I'll cut you off, sorry, delay. You know, because, yeah, it's just it's that weird thing that like because there is that weird thing like, you know, in the 90s, you always felt like you had to pick these sides, you know, whether it be Nintendo, Sega, WCW, WWF, all those. kind. It's like I know for myself, it's like I like having everything like, you know, what I mean, like I, I rather be like, you know, why have why choose when you can have all the power? Like, I feel like you get that, like you literally get like the conqueror, like the winner of risk kind of feeling in life, like what? take sides that's like saying that like hey you can have north america i'll have africa my buddy can have asia fuck that i want the whole world <laughs> you know what i mean like i i go all down on your knee and rule you over with my plastic figurines you somehow risk for the for the people under born after 2000 in the audience <laughs> there, there is a risk game on ps5 it, it i look anything like you know the 1700s that we grew up with but <laughs> but like uh, i'm just imagining like because for all like, our french viewers that remember risk i can't remember what it's called over there but that's where it was invented <laughs> um i i know we're by well, by this point we're just talking about advertising in general as opposed to nintendo or mario but i feel like we're about to wrap it up here soon anyway but i do feel like there was this thing because where in the '90s, it was just kind of like, I, I, I for what I've seen for ads in like the '60s and '70s, it wasn't like this whole like crazy. Maybe maybe it was there's revolutionary shit for the time, you know? Like, oh my god, there's an Asian person in this ad. Can you believe it? How scandalous, you know? But like, oh, he's doing kung fu. That that seems about right. <laughs> but like, there's something like, but there's something like, um, to where it's like, uh, like. 
oh, well, this is Jenny. She's a good woman. She's at home making dinner for her husband the way it fucking should be, you know? And then you get something like, you know, like, here's mom and dad. They're fucking stupid. Yeah, they pay the bills, but they don't know how to live. They don't know the real style. <laughs> L.A. lights. You know, some shit like that. Like, you know, like, okay, well, who's going to pay for it? Yeah, they're still fucking stupid, you know? That's kind of like the thing. Like, parents were, it was always just like, you know, if we insult your parents enough, maybe they'll buy the shit for you. Well, that's the thing is like the 90s is just filled with like the generation insulting was okay, like in a weird way. Like, that that was kind of not saying that people like necessarily believe that all the way around, of course, you know, but like, it marketing and from a television point of view and an ad point of view that insult that that's what it was all about you know shit even disney jumped on that train it's like it's funny like when you think about like most people would imagine that but like disney i remember had like these i had a folder that came from like some i don't know disney promo for school or whatnot but it like it literally had things like giving out like insults in there and it had something that was almost like even as a child i was like oh this is actually really fucked up it was like it said what is your favorite bug to smash and i was like that's almost like one that's like literally that is very close to saying like who what's your favorite genocide you know what i mean like it's like that close to there it's like let's be honest i know people put bugs in like a lesser category but at the end of the day in my book everything everybody's in an equal plane you know what i mean if you're gonna kill one thing you might as well kill everything because it's no different <laughs> so i felt the, the fact and in there, like, bothered me as a kid. I literally was like, I'm not using this folder. I, no. Like, <laughs> how can I trust this mouse anymore? I'm six years old. mouse is already telling me to go out and murder. <laughs> in the name of the mouse. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Kill the dirty bugs. <laughs> kill enough of them. You'll find a nice, comfy spot on my, on the compound. The compound? Yes. <laughs> Once the reckoning has begun, he'll be safe on the compound. Like, oh shit, Mickey's gone. Okay, Mickey. Well, is there is there is there tickets? To, is there free tickets to Disneyland? Of course, there's fucking free tickets to Disneyland. All right, all right. I'll, let me get a hammer. Let's get right, this shit like, rolling. You know, you know me. I do like free. <laughs> so what do I gotta do again? Kill? Okay, sure, I got it. No big deal. I just gotta I just gotta smush some bugs. We're starting with bugs. Starting with bugs. Okay, we'll work from there. Yeah, work work your way up. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was fun to go through this nostalgic journey of commercials, you know. And in that weird way that it is to go back and watch commercials, like you know, it's just that thing that like no nobody ever thinks like, hey, you know what people are gonna do in the future? They're gonna go back and watch old old timey commercials. But it is one of those ones like there's something about taking that time trip back that is just a very neat thing and something that like. I've kind of wanted to podcast on for a good while. I know that uh, me and Wes on uh, Via VHS have always mentioned like watching old, like, you know, 70s, 80s and 90s commercials on things and so on. And I just feel like that that's just a cool, fun thing to do. I'm like, yeah, Mario, it's something different. I mean, we've done a lot of Mario podcasts. I'm like, and we're always trying to find like, hey, let's do something that's kind of a little bit more radically different. I'm like, Mario, and I think the commercials was a, a fun one to go back to. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a little like shot of nostalgia. I mean, Mario is always a little bit of a shot of nostalgia, but um, going back and looking at ads I haven't seen since I was like in the fourth grade or even younger, it's like, oh shit, I forgot about this one. It did kind of just almost immediately take you back, not just to like seeing this ad, but oh yeah, it's about the old family living room I was in at that time or whatever, you know? 
Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it, it builds a whole picture and then, you know, a place around you and so on that you remember. And I think that's almost what makes it pretty darn neat. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, beyond all that good stuff, go com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, old animations and videos and all that fun stuff. We got more Mario Madness coming from Mario March here as we get closer and closer to the next Mario movie. But till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rand Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.